Jack Grealish is like taking the Freddie Flintoff Ashes 05 mantle here and just. We <laughs> 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 miss people like Paul Gascoigne. Enjoy him. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Maliki O'Rourke, the scenes here in Clonus were unbelievable as Derry were crowned the Ulster champions. After a 24-year wait, it was 116 to 114 in the end against Donegal. What did you make of the match? It was a great match, a great spectacle. I suppose it, it took a while to warm up and that it was very cagey early on, as, as I suppose we expected to be. Um, and, and both teams were, I suppose it continued all through the game, both teams were very afraid of giving the ball away because uh, once the other team got it, 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 it was a while before they got it back and it, it led to a, a chance up at the other end. So hey, the first 10-12 minutes, very cagey at, 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 the, at, the, at that stage. I thought Donegal were very wasteful. They had maybe, I think, eight or nine attacks early on and maybe got one point from it. Derry, on the other hand, were, were more efficient going forward. I think they wasted the first couple of attacks, but after that then they the, the, uh, were more potent. And then the goal, obviously, was, was a big one for them. Um, but overall, first half, Derry probably just shaded it and went in uh, deservedly three points ahead. And the thing about it was they were just that wee bit more efficient. You know, Donegal had as much of the play, but, but Derry were just more efficient, made better use of the possession, and that's why they led at half-time. And bringing it back to that first half then, like in those first 10, nearly 15 minutes, I think it was about 12 minutes before we seen a score. You know, it was so cagey. It was all men back behind the ball. They were almost trying to figure each other out. Yeah, that's right. And, and that's the way when teams set up like that, you know, when you're attacking, you have to, it's just a case of, of, of trying to probe, be patient, look for the openings. Uh, inject a wee bit of penetration at the right time, get the right man on the ball and that sort of thing. So, so it, it's it's tough. That's why teams set up defensively like that because it is so tough to break it down. Probably the best chance you have of of, of getting scores in, in a game like this is from kickouts. And both teams were very effective on, on their own kickout. Particularly in the first half, I think Derry made a score about 1-5 because obviously when Donegal pushed up in the kickout, if Derry won it, there was a lot of space then left in the attacking half, which, which they were able to exploit. So the kickouts became very important. In the second half then, that changed a wee bit in the Donegal were very good on their own kickouts and when Derry pushed up they were able to either transition the ball fairly quick or win the kick out out the field and that led to a few scores from them probably I thought in the second half when Donegal went up I think they went two points ahead maybe twice in the game I thought at that stage they had the chance maybe to push ahead did a couple of times won a couple of longer kick outs and didn't exploit them they, they were blown for over carrying I thought they could have took a wee bit more of a chance they could have maybe uh, ran at the, the Derry defence a wee bit more but Derry and Ferns were, were very strong in defence and uh, Donegal probably left to rue it and they the let Derry in the game and, and, and Derry were able to come back and, and get level and then ultimately win it And it was Oren McFadden Ferry that got the goal it was straight from the throw-in really of the second half um, it, I think it rebounded back out from a Michael Langan shot and then he got on the end of it and that really got them back in the game. Yeah, it was and they needed something like that. You know, I was saying that in the first half that in a game like this, three points behind is a big a big um, deficit to claw back, you know, w- with points because uh, the way Derry were set up, it was it was always going to be hard to do that. Um, so that that immediately gave them that, that boost to start of the second half. Um, you know, I, I did think Donegal controlled the play a wee bit, you know, during the second half. But again, I just I just felt that the, you know they didn't punch enough holes. I felt that they didn't use the inside men at all. They didn't they, you know they didn't try any high ball in. They didn't try any you know they, they played very little ball in in front of the full forward line. Um, that that you know and, and didn't take them off. I, I, whereas I felt that Derry even in the second half, even though they had less 
uh, attacks maybe that they were more inclined to take the Donegal defence on the one freeze and and one you know got a couple of good scores as well so I think that that Derry were just that wee bit more incisive in their attack and a wee bit uh, I suppose uh, you know they the just were a wee bit more dangerous I suppose uh, throughout the game when they got the ball up to the forwards because Donegal had a lot of possession they really did we watched them time and time again of going back and over the field and back and over and they were being patient on the ball but as you said maybe once twice try that long ball you know maybe try the quick ball anything to, to see if they could maybe create something but they, they never really tried that no, you see, and that's the thing, and I, what I know from experience, when, you, when you're facing a packed defence like that, it is, you have to be patient, you can't kick the ball away, it's stupid, but there are a number of ways of trying to break it down, you know, it's that patience, it's waiting for the runner to come, it's, it's trying to get in wee gaps, but you also, sometimes you mix it up, by sometimes popping the ball in and from the full forward line, getting a runner in to take the ball of him, it's trying to get behind the defence, you know, moving players about, trying to get in behind the fence. That's how Derry got the first goal, making those runs in behind defenders. That's I thought Donegal were a wee bit predictable when they had the ball. You know, they were very patient. They worked a couple of good scores. Second half, then Michael Murphy scored a great score from distance. When they did go a point ahead, then they were able to suck the, the Derry defence out a wee bit. And then uh, Ryan McHugh was able to penetrate and he set up, a th- I think it might have been Jason McGee ended up scoring, scoring a point at that stage. That put them two points up, but Derry came back and were able to get back into it. And and in the in the extra time, I thought Derry had the edge, definitely had. Yeah, when I spoke with Declan Bonner there, he said it's particularly disappointing that they were that two points up and that they they didn't kick on. Then he thought they were gonna, and it just didn't happen. And I I don't know from from there. I think it was just that Derry really just like gritted it out you know they took their scores when they ran as you said they ran at the defence and they got a few frees actually that's what happened I'm trying to even think myself <laughs> it was a long game <laughs> Shane McGuigan actually got a free um, he, I think he got two frees and obviously the free to level it and I suppose they came from playing that attacking style trying to run at them try to win your frees yeah and uh, you know it is it's so hard to remember so so much happened it's very hard to remember the, the, the order in which it happened I think maybe the, the first score Derry got in the second half was maybe Emmett Bradley and again, I just thought that it was one of those ones that when Emmett got the ball, he had it in his mind. I'm going to go here. I'm going to attack. And I just thought he, that that mindset nearly to, to rather than recycle it again, he kicked and he kicked a great score with the bar. In the second half, extra time, then I'm nearly sure Brent Rogers also ran at the defence and got a score. Shane McGuigan got a free. And then the last one, again, Brent Rogers made another really incisive run. Connor Last came, came looping off him or come supporting him and kicked it over the bar. And I just thought that was the difference. I just thought that, that, that Derry committed the Donegal defence a wee bit more and, and either you know forced the free or got through that wee gap and, and a support runner was able to go. Whereas I thought maybe Donegal had more possession but just maybe didn't commit the Derry defence as much. Yeah, at times it seemed like they were so afraid to lose that they didn't know how to win. I don't know if that even makes any sense, but they were over and back and they were passing. And it looked like that for Derry at times until they kicked on and got those last two scores. But it is a cagey game when you're here and you're in a packed Clonus house and, you know, there's pressure. It's a really warm day. You're an extra time. It must be really difficult. No, and there's no doubt. And, and, and after having watched both the, the Monon and Tyrone games, Monaghan had, had, had plenty of possession going forward, but still didn't win the game. So Donegal knew that if they had the ball, they couldn't give it away cheaply because Derry really got get their oxygen from turnovers and then coming out of defence. Derry have a lot of players back, but they're very fast transition up the field and then um, against Mon they were able to get players into space and, and, and put the ball over the bar. So I think Donegal were going in with that in mind that they didn't want to give the, the ball away stupid, and which uh, you'd have no argument with that. I just felt, I suppose I'm repeating myself, this, I just felt there was 
times maybe when they could have took that wee bit of a chance, being a wee bit more unpredictable. I think that when you're trying to break down a blanket defence, you have to bring a wee bit of unpredictability to it or a wee bit of creativity or whatever else it is. I think that Derry defence were set up. I thought Derry defence and first throughout the game were really aggressive, you know, really strong, set up well, but but you know didn't give the the Donegal forwards any room. I thought in the first half Donegal were a wee bit passive in defence. I thought that the Derry when Derry ran at them put them in a wee bit more trouble. Although I think Donegal did uh, were better in, in in the second half. But overall, I think just that just that extra wee bit of hunger, that wee bit of freshness, that 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 uh, wee bit of sharpness. I think that. Uh, came through in the end, and I think you know Brenton Rogers, Connor Glass coming through. Connor's a, you know an amazing athlete. He just keeps going, and, and sometimes the work he does isn't always seen because he's he's going back in defence. He's 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 putting in the last tackle. He's he's getting he's he's, he's doubling up on players. He's not letting them get a score. He's linking up the player coming out. You know, so he, he's not doing it all round in the middle of the field. Uh, but you know those boys really put in a, in a great shift and finished the game very strong as well. And Shane McGuigan was there as well. You know he he was obviously uh, cramping up towards the end, but he, he took the scores when he came. His frees were very good, and he was he he wasn't afraid of work either. And for Donegal now, this feels like a particularly tough loss. You know. Um they haven't really been too consistent over the last number of years. People have questioned it, and I think going out there today, they, they maybe wanted to prove a point, um, and it, it didn't happen for them. What happens now with Donegal? Obviously, they have about two weeks or so until their next game, but uh, it, it's tough times for them and Declan Bonner. Yeah, there's no doubt. And, and the thing about Donegal, the team that loses the Ulster final is obviously now facing a team who have already had one game in, in the, the, the qualifier series. And that team, they're meeting a team now who are on the up and who, are, who, have, who have recovered from losing earlier on. And uh, so that, that is a difficult game. If they get over the next game, it, 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 it takes on a new light and, and, and they're ready to go again. But that's going to be a difficult game. So it, um, it depends now who, the, who they're drawn against. Uh, but Donegal have a lot of quality players, have a lot of experience. But there's no doubt today now will, will be a, a, a big setback for them, especially after losing to Cavan and the last Ulster the final. You know, they've had a few disappointments along the way. So, uh, but look at the, the two weeks, as you say, the lots of quality players. And, and you know, as I say, if they, if they get through the next one, they're right back in the picture. But that's, that's going going to be the tough one and what about Derry where can they go where do they we see them going this year because I think for them they said the Ulster final was where they wanted to get to and then they'd see after that that's what they told me there but I'm sure they have their their sights set on big things yeah there's no doubt and and you know the way sometimes it's, it's, it's that first year when when you have that momentum behind you and, and, and everything is going like that there, sometimes that's your best opportunity. So I've no doubt, no matter who Derry played, they're going to be really, really hard to play against. The, the way they're set up, you know, they get so many bodies back, they're a really sound defensive structure, and then they're good going forward. You know, they get support runners, they, they use the ball well, they're very efficient going forward. And, you know, if a, a team that's going to beat them is going to have to be really well prepared. They're going to have to have a good attacking um, f- uh, framework if you like they're going to have to use the ball well they can't afford to give away cheap turnovers but at the same time <laughs> as we're saying all the time you still have to be prepared to, to try different ways of breaking down the defence so no Derry's going to no team will want to draw them and, and, and Derry are, have been going from strength to strength they've, they've, they've come through three really really tough games Today, obviously, those boys hadn't played in the final before. They've came here today. They've went extra time. They've absorbed setbacks. You know, the, the, even the goal at the start of the second half might have knocked them out of out of kilter. But no, they, they, they absorbed all the setbacks and, and, and they came through. So 
that'll fill them with confidence. And and uh, I'm sure they they you know you know I, I would I would imagine that the Ulster final was their their aim at the start of the year. But once once you get over that now, you're you're looking to to uh, push yourself on, and I've no doubt that those players will. And and the the age profile is very very positive for them. They're they're young lads. They've done serious work. They're they're in great shape. So uh, no, they'll be looking forward to to the rest of the campaign. Absolutely, and just to finish then on the scenes here was just incredible. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this uh, with the flags, the amount of flags, you know, that's something you would have seen years ago and everybody out on the pitch and yeah, it was just amazing to see. Yeah, it was and, and because obviously Derry have been starved for a number of years and that's what I was saying before the game, uh, it was great to see the bus full of supporters coming back up the road and that, that sort of thing that you had been used to seeing in Ulster fans. I suppose the last number of years there was a number of teams dominated and once you win it once or twice or, you know, that, that sort of, that novelty wears off and, and it's not the same excitement. But no, with, with Derry win the day, it was a massive excitement. There'll be massive excitement around the town. You know, I'm chanting different Derry ones and they're looking forward to getting back home and, and into their own county and, and celebrating tonight. So, no, it, it's great. It's great football and looking, you know, I suppose after the two provincial deciders yesterday were, were, were I suppose, to a degree not being disrespectful but were non-events today really was was it, it made you realise why uh, people in Ulster valued Ulster Championship so much and, and don't want it then because you would hate to see that you would never have days like this again and, and for teams who might necessarily win All-Irelands see winning Ulster title means so much means so much to supporters and uh, for, for Derry Day a brilliant day